Hello, party people on Internet City. How's it going? I hope you all are doing fantastic out there. It's another Wednesday night, which means we are doing our thing here on the podcast. Melissa, how are you? How's your week been? I've been good, Kyle. I want to ask you, what's the biggest pie you've ever seen? The biggest pie? Are we counting pizzas? Because that no. would per- no okay dessert uh, dessert pie. pie. I don't know. I feel like they're all pretty standard, right? They're like the the like what six eight inch six inch. I, I don't know how big that is, right? Da, oh, oh, da, I think like the average pie pans, cr- cr- crust, yeah, right, yeah, nine to twelve inches across, and then if you go to like a Costco or something, I believe you can get a wider pie. Mm. But this weekend. I had a tall pie. Oh, regular that's right. width, intense in height. That's right. That's right. Uh, it was also your birthday this past week, so happy belated w- birthday. Uh, was Thank was you. this pie in relation to your birthday? So months ago, my mom and I got a voucher for a free one of these fancy tall pies at a charity fundraiser <laughs> event we went to. And it's at a restaurant that's like an hour south of here. So it's a little bit of a trip. And we kept saying, oh, we should go get that pie. And yeah. for my birthday, I was like, I'm taking the day off, mom. We're going to get the pie. So you need to Google this, Kyle. You need to look okay. at it with your own eyes. Please Google uh, the Blue Owl Restaurant and Bakery pie owl restaurants and bakery and then let me so what this is is an apple pie and inside it's got the finest thinnest layers of apples just fully stacked up in there it is dense in apple and it's covered in like a dome of crust like a mountain of crust right and then they can also slather like caramel and pecans on top of the crust yeah. Are you this seeing is, this thing? Yeah, this is wild. This thing, it so for audio listeners out there, it, it, it almost looks like a gum drop shape. It's this yes. big mound. Yes. Uh, but inside, yeah, is just stacks and stacks and stacks of apple slices. Mm hmm. Like it's 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 hard to just describe what this is. It's a tall pie. It's a tall pie. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So when they when you take it home, they like put it in like a shipping box and like cover (laughs) it with packing tape. It is sturdy. And then my my mom took it home. And then before I was able to get into it, my dad carved into it. And my dad's idea of how to tackle this thing was to cut a hole out of the top like he's making a jack-o'-lantern and start scooping out apples from the top of the pile. Oh, goodness. <laughs> he went top down. Yeah, that 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 is like how... How else would you? You almost kind of have to scoop it out yeah. like a pumpkin. I mean, they, they have like, like slices can. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'm, but l- like, I'm looking at slices, but I, I would also be daunted to cut a slice out of it myself. I, I would right? trust the professionals there at the bakery to serve me a slice. But yeah, I did try and slice it. I did try and get a, a triangle. It yeah. was uh, it was an event. It was an adventure. That's kind of wild. Good stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you did not know, this is number 210 of the Whatnots Captain's Log, uh, where each week we thirst for the taste of legend. My name Mm -hmm. is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Hi. Oh, man. Tall pie. That sounds fantastic. Did they only have like this one flavor? And it just like covered with extra stuff or could you get like banana cream pie or key lime they, pie if you're googling you can see other things they have in the bakery case their entire bakery case is beautiful they do have other pies they've got some delicious looking cakes and cheesecakes and things i just think 
apple is the only type of pie that comes in tall. Interesting. Interesting. I so when I was in college, I worked on this design project. I don't know if I've mentioned it. I, I may have in some other context here, uh, but mm-hmm. I, for one of my design c- classes, there was only like three of us g- guys in there. So for a group project, <laughs> we teamed up just ourselves and the project was to make an app. Uh, we did, did not have to actually make the app, but we just had to prototype it out, stuff like that. Uh, and so we decided to make an app about making apple pies. Uh, and it was like, pick your own recipe. Like, okay, if you pick this as your starter ingredient, then like it, like this pairs well <laughs> with these things. If you want this I start kind of like apple. sweetener. Well, it, it had like d- different kinds of apples. Like, oh, if you use this apple, like this will g- g- give you a more tart pie or stuff like that. And we would recommend using this kind of sweetener, or this kind of fattening agent and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of like build your own recipe apple pie. Um, but we we had we started to come up with an idea like this of just like what if we could make some just absolutely obnoxiously decadent apple (laughs) pie that was completely like somehow it's like the whole apple is still there in the pie what's good we never hit on this exactly Uh but this you never thought of that yeah no we we didn't think up we thought out gotta think vertically (laughs) i do have to tell you i have heard the story at least three times i don't know where I don't know when, but I know the story of your apple pie app. It's a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of apple pies uh, and and stuff like that, uh, I have some soda. And you're like, wait, what? Soda. what? What does that have anything to do with apple pie? Because one of it's them. It's a treat. Is, oh, it's not that one. Where, where is it? Oh, God. Now I can't find it. Where is it? What's happening? Here it is. I have a Twigs Caramel Apple Soda. Ooh. Made with 100% real sugar. So I, uh, this past weekend, uh, I had a fantastic weekend. By the way, we'll get into more details on that in a sec. But we stopped at this place called Pops. Uh, and I have a six pack of soda with me right here, right now. Um, it was kind of a make your own six pack because Pops is this really, really, really interesting store that has all kinds of soda, all kinds of like smaller craft soda from smaller breweries around the country. Um, we're there in this store, but the store is also, it's, it's like half convenience store, half like fifties style d- d- diner. Um, and on the outside, it was also a gig, it was also a gas station too, which is like mm-hmm. the l- l- least important bit here. Uh, <laughs> but, um, the, the building itself is it it looks like a smaller version of some cities like convention center where they, like like big glass like 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 one whole side is all glass it's on a slant it has so you, you remember when you came to visit and yes. there was that one bridge that had that like weird like construction looking statue that i think is meant to be like a bird or something yes absolutely it does not think of in think of in awning on top of the building that's designed the same way like it has that like kind of like industrial like futuristic look to it i don't know if that's the right word to describe i'm googling it i'm looking at it it looks like some sort of deconstructed aircraft hangar but there's no planes inside there's just soda exactly uh but you 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 would think if it's like 
oh, these like craft sodas and a 50s diner on the inside. It would look like a 50s diner, but this does no, not. No, it doesn't. At all. Uh, it's, this is cool. This is like Rocketeer looking. I dig it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we stopped in there and picked out a bunch of sodas. Uh, and it was neat because I, I got all sorts of stuff. So I have this six pack here. I already mentioned the caramel apple one. I have uh, one that is a strawberry kiwi breeze. Also breeze. lime green in color. Um, get swept away. I don't know if they, what, what's the name of this brewery. I don't know. I can't find it. I don't see it. Excel. Is what's on the cap here. So I don't know huh. about that one. Uh, but I figured I would have one of these on the podcast. I have a red ribbon cola. Ooh. Uh, so with pinpoint carbonation is what, what it said. I, I have no idea what, what that kind means. of Stark Industries technology is that? Pinpoint carbonation. We'll have to look that that up in a sec here. Uh, I also have this is the one that I will have tonight, but I have a Fitz's uh, Shirley Temple <laughs> soda. This is the brewery that's uh, near where you live. Melissa. I don't know if it's called a brewery, if it makes soda. I've always I, I believe Fitz's is referred to as a bottle works, which I don't know if that's more okay. specific, but at least it doesn't indicate beer. Yeah, right. Uh, I also have a this is like a real like light sky blue. It's called Ooh. a dad's old fashioned blue cream soda. Caffeine free. Uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I looked it up. I looked up pinpoint carbonation here at Natrona bottling dot com. Whole. The, yep. There's there. a red ribbon soda right here as the example. Pinpoint carbonation is a vintage carbonation process that was once used by many small bottlers across America. Today, we are one of the few and the last, we believe, that uses dry ice to make its own oh, carbonation. Taking dry ice pellets and placing them in pressurized tanks the day before, they melt and create more natural CO2. When the gas is integrated huh. with the water and injected into the bottle, it produces a smaller, smoother, more balanced bubble that enables the flavors to gently dance across your palate with every sip. This process also enables bubble. the beverage to stay carbonated much longer than you may be used to. Oh. After opening the bottle, if you screw the cap back on and place the bottle aside, you may be surprised at how long the product can stay carbonated and fresh. I was when I reopened a red ribbon seltzer that I had placed on my home bar four months prior. Wow. Four months. Uh, last but not least, I also have a cool mountain cream soda and it is clear. Ooh. It is entirely clear. Really clear. Yeah. Which I thought that was neat. Not um, opaque at all. So I have all of these, but I will be trying one on the podcast for the next couple weeks here. Um, so I'll start with the Shirley Temple from Fitz's. Mm. This was not one of the ones that you brought over uh when you came yeah. to visit here so i've not had this one i haven't tried it yet i believe it tastes like the classic shirley temple mocktail which is just like lemon lime soda and cherry grenadine yep basically that, <laughs> that's i feel like there's a little bit of watermelon in there too whoa Maybe that might be the like lemon lime ish of it. But uh, yeah, this is very good. Very light. It's not like heavy on the flavor. Um, it's good. I, I like this one a lot. The Shirley Temple from Fitz's. Good stuff. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Indeed. What a so, cute yeah, I'll bottle. Be, I'll be sipping on this one as we continue our podcast and such. Ooh. Melissa, did you get up to any other birthday shenanigans? Oh, I took two days off work, which Ooh. I I rarely do. And then I have to do because yeah. I get to like October and I realize how many days I have left to burn through before <laughs> the end of the year. So mom and I took a day and we went down to Kimswick, Missouri, this cute little town. That's where we got the giant pie from. 
Yeah. And it's all like, did, come to Mima's barn, buy your home goods. It's all like kitschy little like souvenir shops like that. Mm-hmm. And like this Blue Owl restaurant, we sat on like a covered porch with fans. It's so like homey and, and country style, the whole place. That's cool. It's fall. There's like, you know, corn stalks and scarecrows and like leaves tumbling around everywhere. It was picturesque. Perfect time to go. Yeah. And then the next night I went to a haunted house and I got to oh, tell you about this yeah. haunted house, Kyle. Yes, please. Okay. Sign me this up. This is a very small local haunted house that I think just started last year. It's called Terrified Exist. Not the Terrified Exist or terrified existence it is called terrified exist a phrase i still turn around in my brain trying to untangle what that means and this uh my friend and i picked this one because it was in north county it was like the closest haunted house to us we didn't have to drive into the city or out into the country to get to the other bigger haunted houses and it's like 15 bucks we said we go try it so first off the directions take you to a healthcare center. And I think that might be like where the office is registered. Instead, okay, that, I had, that sense, I was yeah. completely lost. I had to like turn back around, go back down the road. And the place is actually off of a unlit, unmarked, like gravel road. I think there was a sign, but it's night and the sign is not lit. So you, you can't see it. Yeah, you just have to take a gamble, go down this gravel road and it's just (laughs) in. It's in the suburbs, like out in the suburbs where there's like uh, the spacious suburbs, you know, not rural necessarily, but the places where the houses are on like bigger plots of land. Some of the houses will have like a, a workshop or something in the back, you know, a couple old cars, whoever lives there is working on. It's in that kind of an area. So you have to, my friend, like, parked at the healthcare center and he walked, like, through somebody's backyard to get to this haunted house. Oh, he's man. like, I don't think I was supposed to go back there. <laughs> and the, the guy comes out, like, we all had to wait in a pile, like, in a collective group for the guy to come and, like, lead us through. And I think this is the owner operator of Terrified Exist. I watched a clip of the haunted house on the news and he was there. I think this is, like, his whole deal <laughs> this haunted house did not have a lot of people working at it and i kind of admire that how like super super small and lo-fi it is so he puts you in like a maze made out of pallets just like shipping pallets you sure, know yeah, you wander yeah. around there's like not really any props uh, at one point we turned the corner and there was an old refrigerator and we thought maybe somebody would pop out the old refrigerator but they didn't so I don't know what that was there for. Maybe that's just where they keep their sodas. <laughs> and like you, I walk past Pinpoint like a chair and like there's nothing in the chair. Right? <laughs> but sometimes like him or one of his buddies will like jump out and scare you. And after you get out of the pallet maze, then you're in a field uh, with like all these trees in it. And there's like cl- like clotheslines strung up between the trees to kind of make a maze. And then you just walk through that. And again, there's no decorations. There's no props. There's like maybe a skeleton off to the side, but the skeleton is not lit. You're not really supposed to look at the skeleton. Maybe you look at the skeleton during the day, but at night you can kind of only make out that there's a skeleton. Mm -hmm. And there's hardly anybody around. Like this is not the full like production design, full staff, everybody's in hair and makeup, Halloween haunted house. It's like, no, you're going to wander around in the woods. And you're going to wonder, why am I wandering around in the woods? And at the end of the thing, you really don't know. It, <laughs> especially if it's a haunted house. and Not, it's, not it, a house. It, it, no part of this involved a roof. We were never undercovering. Wild. <laughs> but I will tell you, for as small and as cheap and as uh, untraditional as this haunted house was, I really dug it because it takes full advantage of being out in like these distant suburbs where you like have to drive down an unmarked gravel road to get to the place. There's no lights. There's some placed around the like field maze 
were these big barrels. It looked like they had some sort of like industrial product in them. Like I I was able to catch that one had like some sort of automotive fluid in it. Like whoever this, whoever owns this must have just gotten these from like work or something, taking these big sort of opaque white plastic barrels and put a strobe light in them. And it's like kind of a softer, gentler strobe light. It's not super aggressive. And there's just those barrels scattered throughout this field. And you look at them in the distance and they pulse and they look like alien eggs or something. And like, that's That's the only lights. It's the moon and the strobe barrels. And I really (laughs) like that. You're just stumbling around just raw nature with like a gentle strobe light on you. And you really don't know what's supposed to happen what the goal is, what the narrative of the place is, what's going to happen to you next. And what's going to happen to you next is that one guy will like approach the people ahead of you with a chainsaw. So you can obviously like see and hear it coming. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's one guy with a chainsaw. You're like, okay, cool. Chainsaw classic. And then you walk out of the maze and then you go back to your car and you're done. Like it was, such a puzzling experience, but I love that. No other haunted house is confusing like this is. I want to get lost. I want to be confused. I want to not really know where I am or what I'm supposed to do. That's interesting. We've d- we've done some kind of stuff like that back at my old church camp. I know I've told the like the chainsaw story on the podcast before oh yeah Um, but uh yeah we've done stuff like that we did like real lo-fi haunted houses like in the gym (laughs) right it was like let's have a spooky night and we'll make everything like it's a haunted house and people will jump out and scare you and it it was just kind of a dumb experience because you've spent the whole week with the people scaring you so it's just like oh it's jim oh god jim didn't expect to see you there (laughs) now that's an experience i want you can pay top dollar for these really invasive personal haunted house experiences i want one where every scare actor is an acquaintance of yours Not that even a close be, friend, but like an acquaintance. It's like your friend's brother. And you walk past honest, though, and like a werewolf scares you and you're like, that's that kind of scary. Brother? Right. right. If, if it's you're people in like the like middle you, of nowhere, not even like your home state or, uh, yeah. or anything. <laughs> right. And then like all the people like jumping out and scaring and scaring you have this like odd resemblance to someone, you know. Would just be like, What? What is going on here? Like that, <laughs> that, that one that one story I think you were telling me about about yes those yes yes the Ruby Tuesdays the, in New yes, Mexico yes yes exactly that it's that, yeah, that, that experience be, a haunted house that'd be wild good stuff good stuff I, I don't think I've been to a haunted house in a long long time you not not you really go. my jam I, to be honest I love them. I laugh, I giggle, I have such a good time. I love special effects. I love tableaus. I like makeup. I like yelling. All that stuff is there. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked up, I was trying to find what is the best haunted house in St. Louis? Because we've got a couple of these high production value ones. And apparently one of the ones we have was ranked number four in the entire country by like an in-industry haunted house professional magazine. (laughs) There you go. Good stuff. So uh, we also did a maze this week. Not a haunted house maze. maze. We did do a corn maze, though. So uh, part of my awesome weekend is that uh my girlfriend and i went to a pumpkin patch um and we looked up a few different ones to see what one would be you know the best one to go to and we ended up picking one uh and i was pleasantly surprised with how much stuff there was to do at this pumpkin patch i guess i've never had like a great pumpkin patch experience because i got 
this and was blown away. I was like, I was just expecting like a field of of just a field of pumpkins. And oh, that's no, it. there's like, stuff. That, like that's what I had been to. Like I'd been to, to ones that have like you can get your apple cider over here. There's a hay ride around the farm over here. But mainly it's just like this is where we planted the pumpkins this year. Go pick, go pick one out. Um, but this place, uh, this place was wild. They had all sorts of stuff. They had a petting zoo. They had a hayride. They had a corn maze. They had like a, a, a stage area for like live music in the evenings and mm. stuff like that. They had all all kinds of like this is absolutely a picture opportunity oh yeah uh they had some of the cheesy ones that were like the wooden panels with the faces yeah cut out, right they had that stuff they had some that were meant to look like i i got a, a good picture of my girlfriend and i uh on it's it's like the back of a truck bed with bales of hay in it and it's meant to look like it's in the middle of a corn field but it's only the back half of the truck so like the whole <laughs> thing is not is not there but it's made to look like the whole thing is the day or when you take a picture um they they had some really really interesting uh stuff there we got to pet some llamas some goats oh llamas yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh the pigs were on the loose the, there was a couple pigs and a, a, a number of baby pigs and oh, in piglets. the petting zoo. Yeah, the, the like gate to get in and out was just like you could open it up and it would swing back shut. So mm-hmm. some yeah. somehow, some way the pigs escaped. But of course, oh, pigs are they, smart. They they couldn't get far because everyone was just like, oh, the little piglets, let me go <laughs> And so like everyone is crowding around them. Uh, if I did not tell my girlfriend no, we probably would have had a pet pig. Uh, oh my gosh, your own models. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that was that was uh, good. We did buy we, we bought a big old pumpkin um, that it was dirt cheap. Uh, he only Ooh. charged us like eight bucks for it. And on their thing, eight bucks was their like smaller ones here. And I was like, there's mm. no way this is more like there are bigger ones. But this was not the smallest they had. And you only charged us for the small ones thanks my dude like this is great um what are you gonna do with it i think we are planning on carving it we haven't yet but right now uh we have a like a small collection of different sized pumpkins outside outside of our front drawer uh we also have some like plastic skeleton bones sitting there and a yeah, little graveyard bones. and stuff like that we even have um the like window stickies that you put on there and it's like blood splatters and it says beware and stuff okay stuff like well that. so uh we're planning on carving that big pumpkin though but we don't have the carving kit or all that stuff yet so we will figure something out and get one soon um but then every paid admittance also got a, a f- free like smaller pumpkin so since we had wow. two t- tickets, we got two of these little like small pumpkins oh. that had I forget. So they had all different kinds of pumpkins uh, there, like ones that I hadn't even seen of uh, just like I, I have never seen a pumpkin that is like purple and green. And it's like naturally that that. Oh, stuff. my God. Um, I got to go look at pumpkins. Weird right. pumpkins. Google. These ones were like green and white uh, and they had those like knots on them and it looks yeah. like, a, like a wart on a witch's nose. Uh, <laughs> Rachel is in the chat and says they called them knucklehead pumpkins, I think. Knucklehead <laughs> pumpkins. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that was a blast. We, we, we got to do that and it was on the way the way home. <laughs> from, uh that that we stopped at pops 
What are you looking am, at? You're laughing at I am something. on a gardening website. Uh, I found an article called 16 Weird Pumpkin Varieties. These are the names <laughs> of pumpkins. Warty Goblin Pumpkin. Cotton Candy Pumpkin. I think we saw the cotton candy ones. Oh, my God. Full Moon Giant White Pumpkin. Dill's yep. Atlantic Giant Pumpkin. Gooseneck Pumpkin. Blue Pumpkin. Oh, my gosh. The peanut pumpkin. The bumpkin pumpkin. <laughs> the bumpkin pumpkin. Oh, wow. They're so funny looking. Pumpkins right? are cool. All different shapes and sizes and colors and textures and oh my stuff. Right? Kind of, some are smooth, some bumpy. Yeah. So pumpkin patch was was a success. We stopped the mm-hmm. pops after that. Um, and then, uh, after that, we went downtown, uh, my girlfriend is a big fan of Wally, and we went into this store that has, uh, it's, it's mostly this, like, very witchy store. They have all sorts mm. of, like, rocks and incense and <laughs> stone, just, uh, yeah, all, all the, that stuff. Uh, but we found this match, this, like, Wally and Eva set. Uh, that was made out of it was it was like welded together with like nuts and bolts and different pieces of metal and stuff like that. So we picked that up and then we went to go get some pizza. After that, we tried out a new pizza place or new to us. And I had a really interesting pizza. That I really enjoyed. It, I mean, it, it it was their version of a pepperoni. So it was still pretty Blech. basic in that sense. But it was the like Neapolitan style where it does not have the like regular cheese, but it has those like those gobs of mozzarella on on top. Right. And then it had a honey sriracha sauce. Uh, that you drizzled on on top, and that honey sriracha sauce is a game changer. That was so good. Um, though it was strange because they brought a bottle to the table. Uh, that you you know how the like bottles of olive oil or sometimes alcohol have those like spouts in them on on top. Yeah. Uh, it it had one of the those, and it's this like bright orange, just like liquid, and we're just like, what is that? We don't know what because it's not olive oil. Like they're not bringing out like some breadsticks or anything like that. So what is this? And then we ended up trying it, and yeah, it was the honey sriracha sauce. But on the plate, it is indistinguishable from grease on a pizza like that. That orange. It is just indistinguishable. So we're at this like fancy pizza place with just the greasiest pizza that you've ever seen. But it was delicious. It was so good. Um, So I think I might. Either try and see if I can make my own honey sriracha sauce, or see if I can. <laughs> I mean, the recipe's right somewhere. there in the name, right? J- just, just stir it up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, it was an interesting experience. It was a good time. We had a blast. Uh, but yeah, that was that was my my good weekend. Always exciting to try a new pizza or see a new mm-hmm. pumpkin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. New pumpkin. Check that one off the b- bucket list. <laughs> uh, with that, let's take a quick break mm-hmm. for some housekeeping. Uh, and then when we get back, uh, we'll have the second half of the show, whatever that might be. We'll be back. <laughs> we put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. 
If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We thank you so thank much. You. We appreciate it. it. means a ton. Uh, if you're at the $3 tier, the Pilots Club podcast this month is all about Mockingbird Lane. This is a remake, reimagining of the Munsters. It's a modern day take on the Munsters that never made it to a full show. The pilot was aired one time as like a Halloween special, uh, but it was a lot of fun and it was co-created by Brian Fuller. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked about a number of his shows on the review show, um, but the Pilots Club is a lot of fun. It's a good, good, good one. So if you're a three dollar patron and above. Go check that out. It's yeah, it's a good time. Cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, of, co- of course, it is October, so it's been all spooky stuff all the time. On the review show, uh, we've covered some manga. We've covered some movies. This week, we are covering Servant by M. Night yes. Shyamalan. It is a TV show on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it's ran for at least three seasons. Um, yeah, I am yeah. a couple episodes into it now, and I'm really intrigued how this thing is running for several seasons. I'm really enjoying it. I'm just trying to imagine how far this thing is going to go it's uh, four episodes in it's an exciting ride the only thing i will say because i'm six i've seen the first six episodes i i I think yeah the the first six the only thing i will say is yeah i don't understand how this went three seasons not because it's bad because the pace at which it does everything is just like what is every other minute there is a twist there is a turn there is something new to be creeped out at or grossed out at <laughs> it's it's an interesting show it'll be one to look yeah. at look out for, for, for i also want to say show. m night Shyamalan is one of several executive producers he's not the co-creator and he directed episode one i don't know if he's directing more episodes again i'm only four in but his, not quite his, as much M Night energy uh, as I was hoping for. Is the for, one but... that's attached to the, yeah. the thing and is like the most recognizable. So that they were like mm. M Night Shyamalan servant. But yeah. he's he's a favorite of mine. So I am happy anytime somebody puts his name on something because <laughs> I like that they believe in his name. Right? Yeah. Good stuff. Uh oh yeah, and I, I the last thing I will say on that Rupert Garrett with an American accent, interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, here on the Captain's Log, Melissa, have you have you done your your uh monster giraffe yet at work, or are you guys nope. having that for like the that's week the of? big day? That's that's the big Halloween, day? Okay. ten thirty one, yeah. There you go. That's what we did last week here on the podcast is uh, we tried to name at least 50 monsters uh, to help out Melissa for something she's up to at work. I think it was a success. Um, But then uh, we got our reactions to She-Hulk up. The the finale was this past week. Uh, That was an incredible show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have our next reaction for Star Wars Andor, which continues oh, yeah. to be incredible. Um, I I am absolutely loving that show right right now. It is fantastic. Um, so yeah, <laughs> check out all of that stuff. Uh, speaking of the reactor court, this is the end of 
house. Okay. Housekeeping done. By the way. But speaking of the reactor core, Black Adam. Are we doing a spoiler cast on this? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Um, uh, when do you plan on seeing the film? I am seeing it tomorrow night. Well, so okay. well, I'm Thursday night from okay. the day. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see Black Adam and tell me, one, if I need to also go see it of my own accord, being a, less of a DC fan than you are. And number two, if we really do need to record on it, because I think I can get time in my schedule to see the film, but I don't know when I'm going to get time to also sit down let's, for an additional two hours to talk about the film I saw. Let's put it, it might, this way. It might way. take me a while. We might not get to it for like a week. Let's put it this way. If you're not into it, I might go out on a limb and say we probably don't need to talk about it. Reviews have been bad. <laughs> reviews have been real bad <laughs> uh, well i don't want to well you know you never know what we're going to go to a movie and find i don't want to presume that because other people didn't find much that we oh, will sure. also not find much sure we could still have a lot of fun but I, I mean hey maybe it's such a train wreck that i'm like melissa you you absolutely need to go watch this and we will just have i don't i don't want to look at a train wreck i want to go in there and ask if anybody needs help <laughs> I do but, not uh, like gawking at a bad movie, Kyle. I don't. I, I want to lift it up. I want to care for it. I am seeing it tomorrow. Uh, I man, I I'm I'm so interested in this movie, not because I think it'll be good, but because The Rock has been trying to get this movie made for so yeah. long. Uh, yeah. That I I just I want to see what it actually turned out to be. Yeah, I I do really admire that this is a passion project for him. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, well, real quickly on the Marvel side of things, mostly rumors this week. I I, I don't really usually like reporting on. I guess I'm not reporting, but don't don't like repeating. <laughs> 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 According like to all 10 rumors. people that might listen to this. Wow, 10? That's an increase. I know, yeah. Kyle. We're getting up there in the world. <laughs> Double Two digits. digits. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, in my mind, supposedly Sasha Baron Cohen is joining the MCU. I think supposedly in Ironheart for something is what I was seeing. Uh, I didn't necessarily see a specific character attached or anything. How do you feel about this? Sasha Baron Cohen on uh, on on the MCU. I I don't know him very well, but I know he is a versatile performer and he can sing. I hope they're getting him in here for singing ability. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't know that he's actually a very, very yeah versatile and talented performer. Like they know him from Borat. Right. That's it. And they're like, the man who inspired joined the MCU. What's what's going on, man? The man who inspired thousands of knockoff Halloween costumes. <laughs> but but I I have to say I would actually love to see him in an in the MCU. I would love to see him in more dramatic roles mm -hmm. because the one dramatic role that i have seen him in he was fucking phenomenal uh there is a show on netflix called the spy um oh and it's, it's starring him uh I, I believe it was only like six episodes i think it was real short just a real it was a mini series if i'm not mistaken was also based off of real events uh and stuff like that and it's about uh a guy that goes I, I don't remember if he's israeli and like infiltrates palestine or is palestine i don't know the right i'm not educated enough and he infiltrates mm. israel uh but the whole thing is a just real tense spy mm. drama 
he could get caught at any moment and he's like deep under cover. It's wild. And it was top, top notch. I love nice. So if happy to hear that anything like that, I will eat this up. So I'm, I'm happy to hear. I, I don't go to Netflix to explore. I go to Netflix on a specific mission. So people have to tell me if there's stuff there I need to watch. There's there's a lot of stuff that I I think a lot of people don't end up seeing or don't end up finding because I hear a lot of people being like, man, there's nothing on Netflix. Like it's all like just like they do one season of something and then they cancel it and it's all bad. The production value is not there. And I'm sitting over here like, what are you guys watching then? Because I I keep finding gold. And it's just this like <laughs> there's always new stuff and it's just like, man. But yeah, that, that was a good one. Uh, second up on Marvel news here, I, I am probably going to butcher his name. Uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen, the second rumored for Wonder That's Man. It. There you go. Good. Uh, good for him. I have enjoyed him. I, I'm not super familiar with his work. What else is he? We saw in? him earlier this year. He's the new Morpheus in the Matrix Resurrections. Oh, okay. There you go. I have seen him. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Good stuff then. Uh, yeah, I, I I liked him in in that for sure. Um, I, I Wonder Man. I cool. <laughs> I don't know much about him. I'll I'm, take it. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I think we'll it's see. exciting when they pull out these real oddball, like C-list characters because there's so is. much potential for what that thing could be. And that thing would not be happening unless they had a really great take on it. Or if somebody was really passionate about Wonder Man. That's that's kind of why I'm interested in stuff like this. Yeah, it's it's an obscure character. I I don't know much. It's not obscure, but like I, the Guardians of the Galaxy were more obscure, I feel like, than Wonder Man. But yeah, just one I don't know much about. And so this could kind of go in any direction. And I'm just like, I, I have no idea what this is or what this will will be. So fascinating stuff but i would like to talk about some of the stuff that i've i've been watching recently yeah go for it of course i will say again Andor, star wars Andor, go watch this it's incredible it's amazing now, it is so good kyle people keep telling me adjectives about Andor, but i know no actual facts about Andor. i don't know a specific thing that happens i sure. just know great fantastic wonderful which so doesn't tell me anything you've seen star wars rogue one correct i Have don't you? really i i know i remember that robot but i don't remember a lot else okay so star wars rogue one is the story of the people getting the plans to the i know the log line of the film yeah right so uh, Star Wars and follows that character five years before. So it is okay. a prequel. Uh, but it is him. Like when we see him in Rogue One, he is by that point fully bought into the into the rebellion. Um, mm-hmm. and he ta- he talks about like, hey, I've had to do some awful stuff for the rebellion i'm a terrible person uh and so this series is kind of exploring that of like how he got to be there how he became radicalized how his hometown Mm. became radicalized uh all of that stuff and it's also kind of the story of how the rebellion in star wars came to be and how it started um and it's just it it is so smartly written. A lot of the stuff that is happening mirrors like real historical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the stuff that uh, like just the way that different cultures have dealt with fascism and rebellion and stuff like that. They they shot a lot, lot of this on location and a lot of these locations are, are places that are steeped in rebellion uh, and have that in their history uh, and, and stuff like that. It's, it's a blast. It is unlike any other thing that we've seen in Star Wars. It makes it makes so that the the Mandalorian is a mm. lot like the cartoons in the best way possible because I love those cartoons. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels People like do. a live action version of those cartoons. This feels like it, you're like your prestige HBO drama. It's fantastic. So that's all I will say on on that. It's good. Go check Mm -hmm. it out. Uh, But I returned to The Great Pretender. Oh, yeah. A show that you and I had covered on Mm -hmm. the review show. We watched season one last year. Um. I loved that that show. It was a surprise. That was a fun one. I found it randomly on Netflix uh, and we watched it. And I was like, holy moly, I love this. This was incredible. Season two. So good. Still, that show is good. incredible. Um, just to give a little info to you, Melissa, do you remember what the main character's dad was in that show you get very little not at all about him no okay um so in the first season of the show you learn that the main character's father uh when he was young was arrested uh he 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 was a lawyer but he was arrested as part of a child trafficking ring in season two, you learn that may not be the full story. Uh, mm. And they they explore his father's history. You explore Laurent's history. The The whole season is one <laughs> heist instead of like multiple okay. smaller ones here. Uh, it's just one giant heist. And it has twists and turns and all sorts of stuff. And it is incredible. Um one part Ocean's Eleven, one p- part Cowboy Baby Baby Bop. The opening credits that sounds and, fair. Yeah, and the the end credits are also fantastic uh, in in that show. But the animation is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The art direction is that incredible. Was a gorgeous one. I'm glad I watched that. There's no season three announced yet, so it sounds like they're probably not doing it. But they did tease a season three at the end of season two. And it seems like they might scam the president of the United States. Oh, is is this National Treasure three? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So great pretender Netflix. That was good. Uh, And last but not least, I watched the fourth and final season of Killing Eve. Oh, my. Girlfriend started re-watching it because she had wanted to get to the fourth season. And so I like peeked in every now and then to kind of re- refresh my memory. Uh, but then we watched the fourth and final season together. Uh, and it was good. I liked the first two seasons the best. And I think it kind of took a step down in the third and fourth season. It was still it was still it. I loved it just still um, season four ended up being very, very funny. They have oh. some comedic moments in there that are just gold. But that's the thing is the other seasons didn't have that comedy in there. So it also just mm. kind of felt weird and out of place. Uh, but OK, but but yeah. Done, done with that show. I can mark that one off my list. If, if See, you like I've still never seen spies. it. I pitched, I pitched you season one several times, and you never picked it. I have never I, watched it in my own time. 
I ended up watching it on my own time at some point. Melissa, you will love it, especially with your how uh, much of it. I oh I I I think you will like the entire okay. show. Okay. It is a fantastic show all around. around. They just had lightning in a bottle in those first two seasons, and it, you you just kind of got used to it by the third and fourth. Okay, um, okay, yeah, but it, like, yeah, the, just with with how much I know you like the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies and stuff like that. This is right up your alley. So okay, okay, I highly recommend it. I never know what to do when people like really praise early seasons of a show and don't like the end of the show. Am I do I watch the show or not? If I watch yeah, all the parts you said were good op- and then opinion. I keep watching the parts you said were bad, am I supposed to stop? Am I supposed to finish it? Like nobody gives you a game plan. Like you know, there's like the machete order for Star Wars where they mm-hmm. Like they mix everything up to give you the best possible experience and really have you get the most out of the prequels. I need those for everything. I need to know like how I'm supposed to approach the part, the parts of things that people love, but they don't like that part. Like what do I do with it coming to it after everybody realizes they don't like that part. Form your own opinion, make your own path. Make your own order. Uh, do do all all of that and that stuff. I I feel like stuff like the Machete Order of Star Wars or whatever long running franchise. Um, that stuff I feel like is better for like once you have the entire context. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, like it 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 makes sense to to me of like okay now if you want to like revisit it or. If you want to make a podcast on that Harry's and you, do, and you don't want to do every little small thing, but you only want to do the important bits like that's what I feel like that stuff is for. But I know there are some people that really enjoy like, hey, this story's been like running for decades. I don't got the time. Like, just give me yeah. the good stuff. Like, what are the what's the good stuff here? And that can be helpful. Uh, to a lot, lot of people, um, but make your own opinion. Yeah, go go watch Killing Eve. That's what I say. I'll, I'll eventually find the time. I don't think I watched anything this week except for my my same old like. It's a YouTube video about Universal Studios Florida. Well, there you go. Um, I I will say I was not expecting the episodes of Servant to only be half an hour. I I thought that was that is be like fun full hour stuff. Yeah, so I was sitting there and episode one was done. I was like that was sh- sh- short, and the next one was half an hour. And the one after that was half an hour. I was like, okay, I I'm actually okay with this. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I like a a snappy show or like a show that is. The pace it needs to be like these are like yes. 30, 35 minute episodes. Yeah. And I like that they don't pad it out to 43 minutes or try and smush it down into 23. They're like, no, 32. We're very comfortable. Yeah. 32. I, I would kind of say the same thing about Killing Eve because it's not one of those sh- shows. They they are the 40 minute length. OK, Um, but it is. But the seasons are only eight episodes each in that. So it is like it's a shorter season. Right. Uh, And yeah, like it really feels like they they have a specific flow to the story that they want to tell. And I think it works out. It it, it just like, yeah, it it felt like they had an idea of what they wanted to make and how they wanted to adapt it because it's a it's a supposedly based on some books uh, like the uh, uh, <laughs> some um, books some some books you know just some of them <laughs> not every book the show is not based on every book don't worry 
<laughs> just every book that ever existed, this show is based on it. Girl with the dragon tattoo, very hungry caterpillar. They're all in here. Good night, moon. Your favorites. They're all here. <laughs> when are we going to get the kids book a connected universe? Uh, brown bear, brown bear. What do you see? Very hungry. We've got the Eric Carly uh, connected universe. We're yeah. going to get little critters in there. <laughs> the little critter comes out in a post credit sequence. Rachel's, Rachel in 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 the chat says Riverdale, based on every book, based on them all. That's funny. Good stuff. Well, that's kind uh, of all I have for this. Week. I've got you one quick some... little anecdote. I want to share you a story yeah, from it. trivia last night. Yeah, last night the visual round at trivia I was hosting was. Uh, to acknowledge the birthday of the creator of Big Bang Theory and thus also Young Sheldon, there was a picture round where there's eight images of TV shows that have been Young Sheldonified. That is, it is a kid doing the thing in the adult TV show, right? So it's like okay. it's like a kid lawyer and it's kid better call Saul, you know. And one of the most delightful parts of my job is reading the wrong answers that people enter. Uh, <laughs> and one, one of these pictures was a, a kid moon night and it's moon night mm. in like the Mr. Night mask. So it's not okay. like they photoshopped like a child, like a stock photo of a child in there. They just took Mr. Night and like made his, his body smaller and a... his head bigger Right, so he kind of looks like he's got <laughs> childlike proportions. And almost everybody got it right, but one team, and you're just supposed to name the original show, so most people are like, Moon Knight, I know him. And one team wrote down Ninja Geddon Lego. Ninja Gaiden Lego. <laughs> Ninja uh, Geddon Lego. Oh, it, well, yeah, they're like, they're mixing stuff <laughs> here. It, there's Ninjago. <laughs> There's Lego Ninjago, right? But this is like there's Ninja the Gaiden, end of Ninjago. Which is a video this is, game. This is Ninja Geddon. <laughs> this is the apocalypse of ninjas, but also it's Lego. I've watched that, right? I wanted. <laughs> I want to know whatever Ninja Geddon Lego is. Right? In, 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 imagine it's a zombie AOV, but when people die, they come back as ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ninja Geddon. <laughs> I'd I'd watch that. Just a giant wave of ninjas slowly taking over the world. <laughs> I like this idea that it's a standard zombie plot, but instead of like people dying and getting bit and turning into a zombie, they turn into a completely other thing. Like, right? I don't know. He's a mummy now. I don't know how that happened. We gotta run all these mummies. It's not like it's not like the Yakuza are taken over. Like it's not, it's not like th these are like actual ninjas. They have an organization, but it, it it is that like World War Z level of just like ninjas, <laughs> just just, <laughs> just a giant wave of them, just ninjas on ninjas standing on one another. Yeah, just zombies, but they're ninjas. Right, <laughs> too many. Exactly. Too hungry. <laughs> Too quiet, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's good. So th 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 that was your second full week, right? Did you do in the trivia stuff? Uh, I've done it third three week? times now. Th the third week. There you go. Cool. Good stuff. Well, hopefully we get more uh, exciting trivia tidbits like that down <laughs> the road so. on the podcast. That'll be fant fantastic. Um, but but yeah. I think that's about it for mm -hmm. this week's show. Good. I times. do want to say next week, watch out. It is our annual Halloween tradition. We are going to take past anecdotes. We've told each other in episodes of the captain's log, and we're going to turn them into spooky campfire tales to tell each other. We're going to have our spooky lights. We're going to be dressed up in costumes. Ooh, we're yeah. going to have candy. It's time for our annual McRib Sterling night. <laughs> and if you have no idea what McRib Sterling is, 
that's a okay. I don't think we right. truly know either. <laughs> we barely do. Yeah. He's our only piece of original content. We have some built-in lore. Uh, but yes, that'll be a blast. That'll be this next mm-hmm. week. Uh, so get ready for that. But that being said, Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. Our latest episode was on the new Adams Family, I think it was. It was a 90s Adams Family reboot that you may remember airing on do, yeah. uh, the Fox Family channel before it was the ABC Family channel, mm-hmm. before it was Freeform. Like two generations back, they had an Adams Family reboot and we talk about it. Good stuff. That's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you guys would like to follow me, I'm at uh, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. I, I was about to say I'm at Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Yo <laughs> Kyle at there. Springer on Twitter. Uh, if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots uh, on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe, and we will see you all next time. This has been number 210 of The Whatnots Captain's Log. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.